WMUN. All kinds of people. Hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 925 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host. Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Top of the morning. I hope everybody's off to a good start this week. And welcome to all kinds of people on WMUN, the talk of Muncie. I'm joined by a broadcast person who has spent quite a bit of time in studios. Chris Taylor has come down to Woof Boom. Chris, thanks for coming down to Woof Boom. Good morning, Dr. Joe. This is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, it's so neat. Chris is a senior director of sports production and an associate lecturer at Ball State. Actually started his career over in the sports department at Ball State, the athletic department, back in 1996. Um, and Chris and I were colleagues at Ball State, uh, walking the hallways together um, with the old Department of Telecommunications. So um, I want to take you back to maybe let's go back to hometown and elementary school days and mm -hmm. Give us a little sense of the Taylor family growing up, and were you always venturing off into sports? And um, yeah, give us a little insight into those early family days in elementary school. And well, thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here and be here with you, uh, of all folks. No. Uh, one of my mentors to to join you on the talk of Muncie is fun. One of your old mentors. <laughs> thank you. Current yeah. mentors I'm, as well. Thank you. Um, you know, family life for me was awesome. I had a wonderful mother and father, um, grandfather and grandmother on both sides. Um, and really just until uh, just a few months ago, I had uh, one of my grandfathers still alive. Uh, he just passed at age 98. Uh, so we have Whoa. some genes in the family, I hope. Yeah. Uh, and my grandmother on my mother's side is still alive, both local. Uh, uh, so always a supportive family. Okay. Um, sports was always there. Um, I, I played sports a little bit, but was never very good. So uh, anytime I went out for a team or did anything, it was mostly sitting the bench. <laughs> uh, I've been there, thank you, several times. But I, I knew sports was something I, I enjoyed because, you know, my father would watch it and, and I enjoyed being around the teams and, and just doing sporting things. But I think it at that age that we're talking about right now, back in those early days, um, it was w one of those things where I was just always a real creative person, oh, okay. uh, sketching, okay. drawing. And I know we'll probably talk about some other things that are happening currently with, yeah, with uh, creativity. Yeah, we're going to get into um, the uh, various paintings and things. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it was just one of those things where um, really anything I wanted to do, you know, my mom or my father would, would support and either of the sets of grandparents would support. So there were always various crafts and things around the house for you to tinker with? I think so, yeah. We were always doing something. Most of that came from my grandmother on my father's side, uh, Grandma D, as we uh, referred to her. Um, 
we would always do little things after school, creativity, uh, markers, crayons, painting, whatever that might be. Uh, and then my grandfather on my father's side, he just passed uh, in April. Um, he and I would always do the sporting events. Uh, and at that time, we, we would follow Ball State pretty closely and uh, go to Ball State events or Ball State sporting events together. Sometimes we would travel to away games that, you know, Ball State basketball played. Okay. okay uh, so those are some ways that uh, early days uh, of, you know, sports was there, but also creativity was there. And, and just a wonderful, uh, wonderful family life. I'm very grateful for that. And when you got into high school, did you stay on the creative side? Uh, I, yes, we, uh, uh, one of my, uh, high school, uh, friends, Brandon Petro, uh, affectionately known as the mayor of Gaston, Indiana right now, I think, but, okay. uh, he and I would do the morning announcements at our, uh, at ah, Westell high school, uh, the microphone at Westell. Uh, every morning, uh, the morning announcements. And we had a way of doing those morning announcements that were, uh, much like radio, like we would have characters and we would have fun. It wasn't just like <laughs> today's lunch menu is. We we had wonderful times, and uh, uh, <clears throat> so there was a little bit of that there. And then, uh, if I didn't mention Pamela Meyer Fisher, uh, she was my creative uh, English uh, English creative uh, writing uh, teacher out at Westdale Middle School and High School, and she is the one who just really ignited some creativity within me the way she taught her classes and the projects that we did in those classes um, I remember writing a lot with her when I, I, I kind of found my love for writing um, we were always doing creative projects either with with art or paint or, or with some form of media and you know I would I would go back and look and she she's the one that really kind of fostered the idea that hey you could take your creativity and do a lot of great things with it, not Go on just to a in this level class of other things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and she, uh, you know, she's still around. She just retired recently from Westdale. Um, but that was one of those moments where you had a teacher at, at that age, middle school into high school, that really made a difference. Uh, and and, and it, if I hear you correctly, she also allowed you to kind of venture off scale in terms of a curriculum. And do some more creative things too. Absolutely right. Yeah, and it which was open that door. It was never. Uh, you know, with artists, you hear the idea of staying within the lines or coloring within the lines. And in her class, you, were, you weren't allowed to do that. You were supposed to go outside the lines. Yeah, go outside the lines. Uh, and some people struggle with that. But I think, uh, and as you know, and you know me well, that uh, we go outside the box and outside the lines. It's a good thing for me. Yeah, you did have moments of going outside the box. Thank you. <laughs> we're talking with Chris Taylor, everybody, the Senior Director of Sports Production of Ball State. And Many of you that are familiar with sports at Ball State know all about SportsLink. This is a group that's won 170 best awards of a variety of kinds, including 31 Emmys. Um, and Chris um, has been sort of the trigger behind all of that. And I just wonder, as you sit back and reflect on this whole SportsLink thing, um, what it's been like. Um, um, what it, what the feelings are when those awards do come in, but more importantly, helping as you do those students go on to careers totally tied into athletics, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think the thing that is m what I'm I'm realizing more now in the in the whatever the downside of this uh, is the relationships you build with those students, uh, and many times. In the moment, uh, you may not think that the, the student 
appreciates you or values you. And, and I'm sure there's been a few who, who couldn't wait to not hear my voice tell them, you know, giving them advice. But you got to uh, re edit this, please. You gotta, yeah, okay. Uh, there's a few of those. But I, it's the ones that reach out to you. And I know you know this too, but, you know, maybe a year, two, three, four years out where, you know, they reach back out to you or they send you a message and they're using something or they're like, hey, I, you know, I remembered this from class and I'm using it today in my job. Uh, I just want to say thank you. Those are the things that you're really grateful and, 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 and you know, in fact, humbled for. Um, and it's it's those experiences with the students. And, and for me, with the student athletes, um, you know, dating back to my days in athletics and now in a position where I'm still working with student athletes and now students in the Department of Media, um, trying to make it the best experience for both of those. And you know, there, there's been good times, there's been some tough times, there's been things that you really question what you're doing, but my motto has always been remember why you were in it. Yeah, uh, and yeah. for me, that was always about the student athlete and the student experience. So if I can ground myself with giving them the best experience, uh, I know I've done my job. Do you think the uh, time you went over to Wales and also the 2012 Olympics are highlights of this rather De lengthy career? Definitely. Uh, London, uh, the London Games in 2012 were awesome. We were there for about four or five weeks in London. Uh, great experiences. Uh, and then the thing I think is a real legacy thing on, on my, my part and what we've done in SportsLink is the, the global partnership with Cardiff Met. We went to Wales in 2020. We've continued to do things with Wales. And we're heading back there in 2024 for part two. Yeah, part two. We're going to come back with part two with Chris Taylor. Thank you. Um, after we take just a little break. So stay tuned, all kinds of people. We're with Chris Taylor, the Senior Director of Sports Production and an Associate Lecturer at Ball State University. Join us after this break for all kinds of people. This is WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Welcome back, everybody, to All Kinds of People. I'm with Chris Taylor, the Senior Director of Sports Production and an Associate Lecturer at Ball State. And Chris, you came to Ball State in 1992 as a student. <laughs> so yes. you're wow. clearly familiar with the campus. Thank you, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I want to drift off a little bit now um, because while SportsLink and sports has certainly been your career path, um, there comes this time now when most of your friends see you in front of a canvas <laughs> with a whole bunch of brushes in your hand and a bunch of paint stuff. And um, what's it like being a Bob Ross certified instructor and doing all these workshops and getting people so enthused in Delaware County and beyond? about the whole Bob Ross experience? It's, uh, it's very satisfying, and uh, it, it feels like it's, it's like I'm being called to do it, in a sense. Yeah, maybe uh, that Westell instructor who exactly. set it up with the creativity. Yeah, I think, uh, I think those things come into play here for sure, back in those days, uh, and things that we did then. And, you know, I've, I actually I met Bob Ross about 
in those middle school, early high school days. Uh, There's a video out there of you sitting by talking about Bob Ross when you were just a little younger. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. there's. Uh, <laughs> so there was a connection early on. Yeah, I met him. Uh, my grandmother and I enrolled in a painting class in Yorktown. It was uh, is a spot called Painted Memories, no longer there. Um, and the, the, uh, the teacher and the owner of that place, Marilyn McAllister, who has since went on, uh, you know, bless her. Um, she said, you should come back on Saturday and bring that little canvas with you and meet Bob. And at the time I didn't really put two and two together until she said, you know, Bob on TV. And I'm like, no way that Bob, that Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. <laughs> uh, and so this is a time where he would, he would still be, you know, as you know, he was very active in our community. You know, he was a staple in the community. You could see him anywhere. And at this part of his career, he was still doing workshops and doing classes. So he was there teaching on a Saturday. Uh, so I went back with my little canvas and I met Bob Ross and I'll never forget the interaction. And, um, you know, I'm I'm thankful that he saw something in me, whether it was the art or just me as a person. Did you do a painting at that time? We did not paint together at that time. Okay. I watched him paint because he was teaching a class and I sat in and just watched. But it, I, I didn't paint at the time. Since then and after that, we did paint together uh, a few times. And um, we just struck up this wonderful relationship and this mentorship that uh, turned out to be something great now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> truly turned out to be great because you're the one doing the workshops now and bringing people into Minotrista for a whole bunch of workshops plus a little gallery you have downtown. Um, I'm just kind of curious to know what what is the correlation, do you think, between this painting experience on the creative side and allowing that creative side to also merge into the work you do with the students at SportsLink? Because I, I'm quite familiar with the fact you've come up with some very creative ways to do things with ESPN and other groups in SportsLink. And has that been triggered just by your interest in the whole creative side that goes back to Westell? Because I try to put all this back together. <laughs> it is a puzzle that is coming together. Yeah, it is uh, a puzzle. <laughs> I think, you know, as always, Dr. Joe, yes, you are right. I think those are the things that uh, have triggered many different things. And, and you know what? I, I When I started teaching in the sports link side and we would do workshops on lighting and video lighting i always found myself referencing how i was instructing lighting is that i was painting with light um, oh. and because of the things that i learned okay. on the canvas and the values and the and you know how you're trying to make a three-dimensional world on a one-dimensional canvas lighting and angles and shadows um, I found those things very helpful. What I learned on the canvas, I could see as I was adjusting lights, and I, and I think maybe that was a way that, to help students see that too at times. Do you have a sense also when you're talking to students about camera work and how to visualize certain things that you're also painting pictures in those lens of the cameras? And yeah, exactly. You're taking like, a bigger scope of what's going on in the game. and Yeah, I think you know when you talk about cinema, cinematic photography or cinematic uh, um, shooting of, of film, um, you are looking at a lot of things, you know, and, and Bob, from a painting standpoint, uh, was all about depth and distance and foreground, middle ground, background, and how do you push things in? How do you frame things, right? You always have Bob with his, you know, you know let's do a bravery test. Let's put a big old tree right here over the middle of everything, but yet it frames up the entire painting. You know, I, I think, yeah, when I look through a viewfinder, I think sometimes like that, like, how can I frame this or how can I teach my students to frame something? So they're, they're very much connected. There's no doubt about that. 
Uh, and I think now that I'm getting more into the Bob Ross painting and as a certified Ross instructor um, here in the l latter part of my SportsLink years, um, I'm seeing it much more just because I'm back doing the painting and there's correlations from how you're working with kids in a in a college classroom to a group of 12 or 15 people who are who are painting a landscape for the first time so it's a it's a very comfortable thing for me yeah yeah I, it's um as you know I I directed the Bob Ross show for a year mm -hmm. but I was always curious with Bob so I'm going to ask you the question when you put that canvas up and take the brush and start do you have any idea where you're going to go with that painting at the start? Do you know there's going to be 12 trees down the side in a river? <laughs> or as you just talk to the people and smile at them, do you keep turning back around and say, ooh, I better put a tree over here? <laughs> <laughs> I think when I paint by myself or in my studio, there's I never go off a, a photo or anything. It's it's usually just let's see what happens. Or there's a, I like to travel, as, as we were just talking about, off air. Uh, you know, you see pictures and you see things of traveling or memories, and you try to put something on a canvas. Uh, so in that in those settings, when it's just me, rarely am I doing anything from a photo. It's just kind of it just seems thing. really odd to me <laughs> to stand in front of a canvas saying, "I have no idea how it's going to end up," and then at the end, it's like, "Wow, I can frame that. That's yeah. cool." And as Bob would say, you know, that that's when you experience the true joy of painting, uh, when you're able to stand there and do something like that in the classroom setting, uh, in their classes over at Minatrister or whatever. Like, there's a photo that comes out first, uh, and, and we're we're, we're we're instructing one of Bob's paintings in those sessions. Okay, okay. And so there is a photo there, and there's an idea that we're using as inspiration. At least that's a guide of some kind. Correct, yeah. But there's still still many of op opportunities to uh, where the painter kicks in, and you're like, ooh, I see a tree that should go there. And many times I'll be like, I'm going to do this. You don't have to do this, but uh, most times they do it too. I'm going to move that tree. <laughs> yeah, just for, yeah. You know, you did mention travel. Um I'm quite fascinated, maybe the audience doesn't know, your love of Nashville. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where where did all that come from? In, beyond country music, but just Nashville? Yeah, I think uh, mm. I can remember first being introduced to country music uh, in my grandma Betty's beauty shop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she would always play country music when I, when I would go visit or I'd, I'd go by there and... and uh, um, you know, I spent some time there as a little kid because my mom worked there too. So I was always listening to country music. Um, and then in the nineties, I, uh, discovered, a an artist named Garth Brooks, <laughs> uh, who just yeah, changed Brooks. my world and blew my mind of how he performed and entertained and the genius that he was. So you have to go see Garth Brooks. So I have to see Garth many times, anytime I can, but Around that time, you know, in, in high school, college days, I, you know, I was able to drive. I could go down to Nashville on my own. I started meeting all these wonderful people down there and people in the industry. Uh, and it's just, I think, it, it, you go back to the kind of the theme of this conversation today is just creativity. It's such a creative town uh, in music and songwriting and performing. And uh, there's just a vibe that's there that I loved. Um, and you can go anywhere, as you know. You know, you can go block after block after block and pass establishment or exactly. bar or honky yes. tank of honky tonk of live music yeah uh it's just a it's a wonderful place and so i've met many friends and have many friends down there and it's just uh it's like a quick little trip if i need a place to go uh, get away to it's <laughs> always fun some music <laughs> we're with chris taylor everybody the senior director of sports production and assistant lecturer at ball state but also a certified boz ross instructor um 
As we wrap up, what do you think the future is going to be? You're going to go off and do some painting? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be a lot more time with a paintbrush in my hand, I yeah. think. Um, hard to unplug from Sportslink? It will be hard to unplug from Sportslink, I think. But I also I, I had some good mentors, such as yourself, as I mentioned, and others who uh, have, uh, you know, they've told me that you'll know when it's time and that you'll know when it's time to do something different. And um, this certified Bob Ross thing and instructing and having the wonderful place that Minatrista is to do that is... Uh, it's good. So I think I'll have a paintbrush in my hand a lot more, but I'm, I'll still have some sports and a video camera and trips to Nashville and all those things. Yeah, too. Little trips <laughs> to um, it's been with Chris Taylor, everybody. And I hope all of you listening to all kinds of people have a good rest of your week and join us again next week for all kinds of people on WMUN, the talk of Muncie, Dr. Joe saying, have a good week.